Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Freedom, freedom, freedom. This is, this is, a, it is a, a great message, great series. The series is titled, uh, if, this, if the Son Makes You Free, You Are Free Indeed. And the, uh, in the Greek, it is said, the Son Set You Free. Uh, but most versions say the Son make you free. It doesn't matter. We are free, aren't we? We are free. It doesn't matter whatsoever, but we are free. Now, I want to uh, do something here. We want to go to uh, Romans. Let's start there. I want to start off with the, with the Scripture. And this is, I'm going to start in Romans 7.15. We'll start there. And we're going to read what most evangelicals, most theologians agree that verses 15 through 24, 25, 24, uh, most, most people said it's a, a, a Christian struggling with trying to overcome sin in their own strength. And how many know that you're not going to overcome sin in your own strength? It's just not going to be done. But anyway, this is what is depicting. Uh, so it says, For... What I am doing, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing that I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now uh, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. He's not trying to make excuses. He's just telling it like he is. Uh, when he's trying to struggle doing things himself. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. That's true. For the willing to is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good I, that I want, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want to practice. Now, how many of us can say, I can identify with that? You know, I tell you... Uh, and I said, "Wow." Sometimes I, I said, "Wow." You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be good. You know, I'm trying to uh, uh, do this thing like I should do it. I, I'm, you know, I pass by uh, different things that that I, I like, um, especially if you go to uh, a bakery or something like that. You know, you'll say, "Ooh, my goodness gracious!" You know, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I had to go to the this uh, donut thing. This. Uh, Donuts and things, things. It's, a, it's a donut place down on Timberlake because uh, uh, Minerva uh, uh, likes certain uh, donuts. She likes chocolate donuts, not, not donuts with chocolate on it. Chocolate donuts with chocolate on it. You know, in other words, <laughs> chocolate on chocolate. Okay, that's what she likes. And they only, they only make those donuts on Friday and Saturday. That's the only time they make them. They make them fresh, of course, with chocolate flour and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you go there and you see all this, oh, my goodness, honey buns. You see all this good stuff. I said, oh, my goodness gracious. Ooh, it's like a, a alcoholic in a liquor store, you know. <laughs> you say, wow, you know. It's just not, it's not fair, you know. It's just not fair. Uh, uh, but sometimes I, I fall prey to uh, want to go on and indulge, you know. Uh, and then I know I shouldn't. 
Uh, I, I, know that, and I know it's my flesh. I, I know that, that in my mind I say, I don't want this, I don't want it. Yes, I do. I, yes, I do. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. And I, I know you can identify that with, with not just waste with anything. You know, sometimes it's with food, sometimes it's with um, whatever. You know, but, but this is real. Now, I want to lay a foundation for this series, which, which really leads up to our Freedom Weekend. Freedom Weekend is, of course, a Friday night. Uh, it's the 6th, Friday the 6th of, of November uh, from around 7 to 9, 6.30 really, uh, fellowship time, and re- we'll go right into 7 to 9, and then on Saturday morning from 9 uh, to lunchtime, and then we'll go right out to lunch uh, from 1 to 2.30. Uh, so uh, it, it's a Freedom Weekend. It, it's going to be dynamite. So this leads right into that. It culminates into that. Now, let's go to chapter 6, verse 20. Let's go there in Romans. We're still in Romans. And let's uh, find out a little bit about what God says, because if you don't know what God says, we'll get confused, and we'll get uh, sometimes um, uh, we'll get deceived. And when the message is over today, you're not going to be deceived whatsoever. Uh, The law came in, in so that the transgression would increase. But where sin increased, grace abound all the more. So we, we do uh, have the law, and uh, uh, we know that from the time the law was given for Moses, nobody could keep the law. We know that. And it says that uh, it came because of, so that transgression would increase. See, when, once you have a speed limit, then we know that you can no longer say, well, I didn't know what the speed limit was. Because to get your license, you have to know the different speed limits anyway on highways and in residential sections and things like that. You know what the speed limit is. So therefore, when we are speeding, and which most people do, uh, then we know that transgression increases because we have a law. But grace abounds much more. It says, so that as, verse 21 as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? This is chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ have been baptized unto his, his death. How many know that we have been crucified with Christ? Nevertheless, we live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life we now live, in the flesh we live by faith in the Son of God who died for us and who loves us. So we know that we've been crucified. When a person dies, sin has, has been done away with. In other words, there is no obligation that a person would have once they die. None. They don't have to pay their credit card up. They don't have to pay the mortgage anymore. They don't have to cut the grass. All obligations have ended. Is that right? It's ended. <laughs> it's ended. Uh, and, and, and Sam and Dorsey, you're going to cut my grass, by the way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a past appreciation, brother. Hey, hey. <laughs> if you're dead to sin, sin 
we have no obligation to sin. Is that correct? Right. We don't have an obligation. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. And we know that, that uh, in, in Corinthians it tells us that uh, we uh, are a new creation if we have given our life to Jesus Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. It says that. Now listen to verse 6. Knowing this, that the old self was crucified with him, speaking of Jesus Christ, in order that our body of sin might be done away with him. Done away with means powerless. It renders powerless. This body of sin has been rendered powerless because of what Christ did on the cross so that we would no longer be slaves to sin, for he who has died is free from sin. Let me tell you, when we give our life to Jesus Christ, because Christ died for our sins, we are under no obligation anymore to sin. Matter of fact, sin has been done away with in our body as far as power is concerned, as far as authority is concerned, as far as mastery is concerned. We are not mastered by sin any longer. We're not in an obligation to sin. We don't have to sin any longer. But before we got born again, we had no choice because we are either uh, slaves to righteousness or we are slaves to sin. I mean, when you're born again, it's just, you don't have a choice. You just don't have a choice. When a person comes, comes into in this world, they are in sin. Simple, because of Adam's sin. There is no, it is no way in form without it. Everybody, everyone who's born are sinners. Simple as that. And the only way that debt of sin will be paid for so that we don't have to pay it is because we give our life to Jesus Christ and he, we, that's appropriated to us. So his death on the cross, he died for our sins, so now we don't have to pay it because he paid it. And, and if we don't give our life to Jesus Christ, then that means that we have to pay our own debt to sin. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Because uh, that's going to be fire and brimstone. We don't want that. Okay? Let's go to, a little bit further. Let's go over to verse 16. Now let's go to 15. Uh, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? May it never be. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness? But thanks be to God that through that though you were slaves to sin, that's before when? Before you gave your life to Christ. You became obedient from the heart. Oh, it's so important to understand. He didn't say that you became obedient because you said some words. He didn't say you became obedient because you got wet. You got baptized. He didn't say that. What did it say? Because you became obedient from the heart. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. And only God knows our heart. It's a hard thing. 
You have to give your life to Jesus Christ from the heart. You have to believe in your heart that Christ raised from the dead. You have to believe in your heart that he plays your sin. You have to believe in your heart that I don't want to live this life anymore on my own. I, want to, I don't want to be like Romans chapter 7. I don't, be, well, I don't, I don't want to do like that because I can't do it. I want, to, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. God, help me. And so when he saves us because of our heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed and having been freed from sin. Come on, somebody tell me that again. Having been freed from sin. Am I free from sin? Are you free from sin? That's what God said. You are freed from sin. I said, glory, hallelujah. Sin doesn't have dominion over me anymore. Sin doesn't have to have to, have to be uh, my, my Lord any longer. I can, now, uh, I can now do what I want to do. I don't have to do what this flesh tells me to do because it has no authority over me. Because a master has authority over you. A master tells you when to... When to get up, when to go to bed, what to eat, what not to eat, what to do when you uh, 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 go out on the field. It tells you everything. And sin is a master of those people who are not yet saved. Sin was my master before I got saved. He was your master. And I'm going to tell you, now we are still slaves. Come on, somebody say, amen, I'm a slave. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I hear it one. I hear it one. And I hear somebody say, what? 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 Do, do you believe that? Do you believe that you are a slave? You say, I'm not a slave. Oh, you say, oh, my goodness. See, see, see. You know I'm not going to trick you, don't you? I, I'm telling you the truth now. See, I got, I, I got the, I'm in this church. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I am a slave. I'm a slave, but I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm a slave to righteousness. You hear all the time uh, the, some of the epistles say, Paul, a doulos, what's a doulos in Greek? That, that's, that's the is Greek. A slave. In your, your Bible, it, it says it real nice, a bond servant. It's still a slave. A doulos is a slave. Okay? Right? Isn't that what, what Paul tells you? I mean, all, all through the, the epistles, it'll tell you that they are, I'm, I'm, I'm a doulos. I'm a servant. I'm a bond servant of Jesus Christ. No, no. When we are, are free, we are free from sin. And I know all the, 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 the young people in here, you know, um, you know I see little, little Jonathan over there. And, and, and all these young people, they, they might say, I want to be free from my problem. I don't want to sit here and do this. I, don't, I want to just go have fun. Let me play. You know, let me do this. Let me do this. I want to be free. Well, see, there's no such thing. Because Jonathan has parents. Right? Yeah. And I see you, Janae, pointing that, that pen at me and throwing, I see you. You know, I see you. She said, she said, I'm free. I don't have to sit here on my mom's lap. I'm free. I can go run up down there. No, she's not free. She's not free because she has parents that tell her what to do. She's under authority, right? She's under authority. We all are under authority, and there's no such thing 
as true. Now, it is, but it is not. True freedom. Even though the message is called freedom. See, now you say, you had us excited, and now I'm not excited any longer because you told me I was free. Now you tell me I'm a slave. True freedom, let me tell you now, true freedom is freedom to serve Jesus Christ, to serve the word of God, to serve righteousness, and not be under bondage to sin. That's true, that's true freedom. That's true freedom. There's no such thing as, I'm gonna be, I want to be free from sin, but I don't want to be a slave of Christ. I want to do my own thing because after all, you know, I am 22 years old. Right? It's no such thing. No such thing. Right? I want to be free. So that's what, that's what Ms. Doyle said. This is, you told me, I think you told me that. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. Well, anyway, you know, this is what people do. They say, I want to be free from my parents, so I'm going to go join the Marines. I'm going to show them I'm free. <laughs> Woo-wee. See, everybody know that they are deceived. <laughs> they are deceived. Yeah. They had jumped right out of the pan into the fire. <laughs> so I'm trying to be honest with us today, right? I'm trying to, trying to set, the, set the tone for freedom. We want to be free from sin free from bondage, and we want to be free to serve righteousness. That's what we want to be free to do. And in order to be free to serve righteousness, in order to be free to be uh, free from sin, we have to give our lives to Jesus Christ. And if we give our lives to Jesus Christ, then we become servants of Christ. It's called bond servants. That's called, called doulos in the Greek. It's called slaves. Okay? The only way we're going to be free from sin is to be a servant of Jesus Christ, a slave of Christ. And that's the only way we will be able to do what we want to do, what he wants us to do, because we can keep the law because the law is kept through grace and it's only one law we have to keep anyway. It's not a bunch of laws. We have to keep just one law, honestly. And that's to love others as he has loved us. That's the only law you have to keep. Only law. Galatians will tell you that. It'll tell you that. The love. Love your neighbor just as yourself. That is the law and the prophets. You say, I thought it's loving Jesus Christ. Love God with all our heart, all our soul, all my mother. He said, that's the first one. And then the second one was that, uh, no, Galatians said, it's the, that all the Lord and the prophets is that. Matter of fact, it says in another place, he says that as you will have others do to you, do that to them also. This is the law and the prophets. That's what it says. But see, you say, well, what happened to the loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? You can't love others without loving him because it's his love. He knows that, see? See, he's sneaky, see? He, I mean, he, he, 
He knows, see? He knows how to do this thing, right? He knows how to do it. So the only way you're going to do that is by giving your life to him because the fruit of the Spirit is love. There's no such thing as love, agape love, unconditional love, if you don't have Christ and you don't have the Holy Spirit loving through you. You can't do it. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll call it a day. We, we would have laid the foundation. Let me ask you a few questions. Um, well, let me, let me, let me uh, go to another, another place. Just, just make sure. Are you underbunished anything? That's the question. Are you underbunished anything? Okay, let me give you, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let's go there. We're going to go to chapter 6. Because in, in, in that scripture, it, it tells us something here. Because sometimes we, we can, you know, we can, see, we can be under bondage and, and don't know we're under bondage. And let me say what, what he says. This is how, you, how, how, how even, even though you're born again, you have to still, still maintain your freedom. You hear what I'm saying? He said, well, ah, if Christ has set me free, I'm free. Let's, 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 let's look at it. It says in, in uh, verse 12, let's go to verse 12. All things are lawful for me. He's, he, he's free. Paul's free, right? All things are lawful for me. But not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. I'm not going to be brought under bondage. That's what the master means. I'm not going to be ruled. I'm not going to be under the authority. I'm not going to be... Uh, exosia, the Greek word, I'm not going to be under authority of anything, any power. That's what Paul is saying. Why does Paul say that if, in fact, he's free? Because whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And in the Greek, it'll read, you know, uh, you are set free by Christ. Really free you are. Well, if he's free, how can he say that I'm not going to be mastered by anything? Isn't it automatic? Isn't it automatic if we're born again? We don't have to, do, we don't have to worry about anything. We can just tiptoe through the tulips. We can just have fun because the enemy, he can't touch us. He, can, he doesn't have nothing to do with us. Man, we can do what we want because we are free. Right? Why did Paul say... I would not be mastered by anything if he, if he were not capable of being mastered. I'm telling you, we have to know what the word says. See, we live in a, we live in a, in a world, and just because the enemy has been uh, done away with, in your life as far as sin, he has no authority to put sin on. He has no authority to make you sin. He has no authority, he, none whatsoever. But he will still try. Just like with Jesus, he, he, you know, he, he'll go mess with him for a while, mess with him, and then he'll leave him for a season, for a season. Then he'll come back and, and try it again. 
to see whether he can get him to do something that he wants him to do, not that Jesus wants to do. Doesn't he do that the same way? Yeah. Okay. That was a question. All right, that was a question. Now, here's a question I'm going to ask you. If Christ has set you free, can a person, can a person believe in the name of Christ, believe in, in, in Jesus, and still be in bondage in a child of the devil? You say, oh, I don't know about that, Steve. Let's go to John, the Gospel of John. Uh, let's go to chapter 8. Let's go to verse 28. Let's go there because I, I, I tell you, I'm, all I'm doing is just trying to lay a foundation because sometimes we are not told the truth and the enemy, because we don't know the whole truth, then that devil, what he does is he deceives us in thinking that he doesn't exist anymore. He has no more authority anymore. And so listen what it says. It says, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me, and he who sent me is with me. He, is not, he has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And as he, as he spoke these things, many came to him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him. So he's talking to them. They believe him. And he, said, and he says, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make or set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say we will become free? And Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. And that's a, that, that, that's a continuation. Okay, there, there's this tense of this, anyone who commits sin, that means that they have a lifestyle of sin, they keep sinning. I mean, they're just a continuous action, continuous action. They keep, keep sinning, keep sinning. Anyone who, could, who could, continues to sin is the slave of what? Sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak these things which I have seen with my father, therefore you all also do the things which you heard from your father. Woo. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, this Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. Woo-hoo. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded from forth and have come from God, for I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand uh, what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. 
you are of your father, the devil. And you want to, oh my goodness gracious. Now these are Jews. These believe what he was saying, right? You can believe, uh, you can go out and, and, and tell your relatives, tell your the neighbors, tell your co-workers, tell them they can believe what you're saying and, and, and still not be born again. Not be born again. Okay? So just because you believe, let me, let me give you a scripture. We're not going to turn to it. it, it it's, it's first, um, it's not first, it's James chapter 2, verse 19. Now, it says that you believe God is one, you do well. The devils believe and shut up. Oh, the devil believes and shut up. In other words, just because we believe, believe what? What do you believe? So, believing is not enough, is it? Not the type that we're talking about. Not that type. But now, we got to go a little further than just believe what he says. We got to be a little, go further than just hearing the word in church, don't we? There's plenty of people all over the United States and foreign countries that sit in a church that are not born again. Come on now. I was one of them, so don't, don't tell me about I know. I know for a fact. I came to this church. I was invited by the Mr. Dorsey. I came to church and since I was a, the, uh, the, the basketball coach at Glass. And, and, and uh, they said, ho, ho, boy, we got a great one here. Uh, you go out there and work with the youth. So I worked with the, with the youth pastor, so I worked with the youth, and lost as a goose. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was a fellowship of Christian athletes at, at, at Glass uh, and was lost as a goose. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't think just because you, you know, uh, read a little Bible, you leave a little, little verse and you come to church, you know, you serve in church, you in Sunday school and all that. Uh, no, we, we got to do, got, 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 come on, we got to go further. We got to go further. Got to go further. Okay? It's not just the hearers of the word, it's just by, but the doers. Right? Okay. Got to be there. Okay, now, let me ask you a question. Can a person, ooh, I'm, I'm say, can a person by an evangelist hear the word of God word of the kingdom the kingdom is preached to them and they believe it they believe on the name of Jesus Christ the apostles the, I mean original apostles This is because we, we, we're back in the Old Testament we're back in the New Testament now uh, but here, here the original apostles will come lay hands on you I mean lay hands on you and you are filled with the Holy Spirit and Still be under bondage. I said you're free, though. I said that. He said, Paul, Paul said, I will not come under bondage by anything. Anybody. Can it happen? See, uh, why, why, why am I do, doing this, this foundational thing? Because you said, well, why have a, a freedom weekend? I'm free. Yes, you're free. But is it a possibility that we could have some habits is a possibility that we have, you know, we're we in a world, you know, I mean, we're we in a world, and the world system is not the nicest thing, see, and, and can we be tainted a little bit, can, can we be a little bit more freer? I'm just asking, because I don't want us to be like what we just read. I'm free because I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ when I was older. I'm, 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 I, am, I am free. 
I'm never, I'm never been, I'm not a slave of anybody. I'm not a slave of anything. But Jesus told the Pharisees what the deal was, right? Acts chapter 8. Let's go there. Verse 4. Now, this is the last question I'm, I'm going to ask you. I, I could ask you more, but I'm, this is the last question I'm going to ask you. And today, I'm laying the foundation now. Next week, I'll probably, I don't know, but I'll probably go into, well, how do I do this thing? How can I say what Paul said and really true, be true? How can I do this thing? Because we want to know how, don't we? We want to know how. But today, the purpose is to let you know what, what, that you are free if the Son of God has set you free. You are free. You are free to serve righteousness. You are free from what? Sin. Oh, see, you all are quiet now. See, I made it. See, I made a man. I made a man. Say, hey, come on. Uh, really, if the Son of God has set you free, you are free indeed. I, I told you, that's what the Word of God said. I didn't say the Word of God. All I'm doing is saying what the Word says. You have to know that. If you don't know that, the enemy will tell you you're not free. You have to serve me because you are not free. You know what you did over here? You are not free. You are free if you have given your life to Jesus Christ. You are free, and really free you are. Free indeed. That's what free indeed means. Okay? You're free from sin. You're free from what? But you're a slave to what? Righteousness. Okay. Is that the word of God or this is what I'm saying? It's the word of God. Here it is. Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. Now, this is when Stephen was stoned, okay, and they were, they were camped out in Jerusalem, you know, uh, because they were there for the feast and all that. They were, they were having a good time. P- people added to the church, uh, thousands of people. They were just having fun. And then it was some uh, partiality, some, you know, uh, racial stuff going on. Uh, and, and then what happened was that they set Stephen and, and seven others, they set them over to do the work so that people wouldn't be partial. And, 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 so, and then Stephen got stoned. Now they scattered, okay? Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. Philip, he was one of the seven, went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. Okay? Who was he cl- proclaiming? Christ. You think Philip know the word? Because, see, when they chose seven, what did, what did they choose them to do? He said, I want you to choose people who are full of faith, full of uh, the spirit of God. Uh, you know, it just, they, 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 were, they were tough, I'm going to tell you. They were tough. Stephen did miracles and stuff like that. I mean, they, they might have been serving the, 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 the widows, but I'm going to tell you, they were tough. Okay? They were tough. And Philip was tough, too. So he's preaching Christ. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was being said by Philip. And as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the, in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of, of them shouting with a loud voice. So he was casting out, 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 out unclean spirits. And it says, and many who had been paralyzed, whoo, lame, were healed. I mean, so, so God is using mightily, right? And so 
there was much rejoicing in this city. Now, there was a man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be somebody great. And, and they all, from smallest to the greatest, were giving attention to him, saying, this man is, called, is what is called the great power of God. And, and they were giving him attention because he had for a long time been astonishing them with his magic ox. Ox, now he was no power of God, is that right? And we know that, but they, they didn't know anything, so they said he's a great power of God because he was saying, I'm somebody special. But, verse 12, when they believed, come on, when they believed Philip, what was Philip doing? He was preaching Christ to them. When they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued on with Philip, and as he observed the signs and great miracles was taking place, he, constantly, he was constantly amazed. So we have people that were born again. Would you say that Philip know how to get somebody saved? I mean, I mean, this is Philip. I mean, so Philip know how to get somebody saved. You think it's a trick? A trick? Good question, see, because he said, well, what was he believing? Did he believe in his heart? He did, uh, they were saved. Okay, look, listen, to, listen to this now. This is what I believe is saved. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem, when Jerusalem heard that the Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John. Well, surely Peter and John got sense enough to know when somebody saved. Would you think so? I mean, this is the apostle. Peter, come on now. Come on. You know he's got, he got this. In. And John, the one leaning on in Jesus' breast. I mean, these are heavyweights. Would you agree that? Heavyweights. They sent the heavyweights and say, Samaria, they received the word of God? Let me send Peter and John. Let's check this out here who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Why would somebody pray for somebody to receive the Holy Spirit if they are not even saved? They wouldn't, would they? We're talking about the heavyweights now. It's not a trick question. Now. You, you, can, you can say, you're right, you're right. Woo-hoo. I'm not going to say, oh, you're wrong. Huh? You shouldn't have said nothing. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Now, now, would you believe now that, come on now, would you believe that Peter and John understand that they're not going to pray for somebody to receive the Holy Spirit if the people are not even saved. Would you, would you say amen to that? Okay. So they'll say, they, he prayed for them. Verse 16, for he had not yet fallen on upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Then, I'm not, I'm not doing an exegetical study of it right now, but, it, but anyway, you understand wh- the point I'm trying to make is, here's somebody saved, here's somebody, the apostles, the heavyweights come in, lay hands on them, they receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit falls upon them, as you'll see in a minute. Then, they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving, who's the they? The Samaritans, who, who Philip was talking to is Simon included? Yeah. Don't you think Simon was going to be standing around watching anything? He, 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 he got baptized. He, he did everything else. So he, he said, 
began laying hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw, when Simon did what? Saw that the Spirit was bestowed through the land on the, of the apostles' hands, so he saw something, right? Something happened when they laid hands on them. When they received the whole, something happened. He saw it, and he, he offered them money. He offered them money. He's used to that, isn't he? See, because he, he wants to be somebody special, doesn't he? Because he thought it was somebody special anyway. And here's somebody special coming, and whoo, they're doing something, man, I don't know. Woo, hey, give me some of that. I'll give you some money if you, if you give me that, that, that ability. Listen to what happened saying, give me this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands, they may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, may your civil perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. He says, now this is, here it is now, here's it. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent. He's given an opportunity. In other words, you know, you're going to have to turn from this. Repent of this wickedness of yours and pray that the Lord, if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven you. Here it is. Here it is. Y'all what? Y'all ready for it? Here it is. For I see. Oh, my goodness gracious. Peter says, I see. This is important now. I see that you are in the gall of bitterness. One, one translation said, you know, it, it, you, you, you've been poisoned. You know, you've been poisoned by bitterness. And in the bondage of iniquity. Here's somebody that heard the preaching of the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, about the name of Jesus Christ, got saved, got baptized, the, the heavyweights of the apostles came, lay hands on them, received the Holy Spirit, and, and yet Peter says, I see. Now, did he have a, a sign on him that says, gall of bitterness? No, no. He was sent into the spirit realm. God was showing him something. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's why you got to be open to all that the Holy Spirit has for you. Don't, don't despise uh, uh, God revealing something to you, and he might put a name on it like uh, 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 a prophetic word or something. Don't despise it because, see, God might be trying to show you something so you can get somebody delivered. See, because, see, sometimes... A person's problem is not that they are just sinners and they need saving because we see that Simon was saved. And we see that he'd been baptized with the Holy Spirit. But we see that this man is in the gall of bitterness. See, bitterness can cause people problems. And they don't know they are bitter. They don't know it. In, in, in the bondage of iniquity. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't want anybody to be deceived because I don't want to be deceived. So I said, hey, Freedom Weekend, we're going to have a Freedom Weekend. And, and this, this series is very important because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But we're going we're gonna to make sure we stay free. 
we're going to make sure that nobody going to get us in bondage because like, like uh, 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 the apostle said, it, say, hey, uh, all things are, are, are lawful for me, but all things just are not profitable to me. You know, all things are, 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 prof- all things are lawful for me, but hey, I'm not going to become in a bondage or anything. So some places I'm not going to go, some things I'm not going to do. Uh, you know, I'm just not going to play with Ouija board and say, well, all things are lawful for me. I'm not going to do crazy stuff now. You see, I'm not going to go into these, these weird things. Oh, uh, 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 tell my fortune. Man, don't put yourself in a situation, you know, that, that's, that, that's stuff y'all would never do. But I'm saying, uh, I'm just saying that sometimes we do things and spirits are, are, are around. Some places we go somewhere, unclean spirits are around. Some things we watch on TV, you know, spiritual around. We can't just listen to anything. We just can't look at anything. We just can't go anywhere and say, whom the Son is free is free indeed. Come on. I'm trying to help us now. Trying to help us. Okay? Next week, we're going to go a little bit further. We're going to go further. Because I don't want, God doesn't want us to see, does he? He doesn't want us to see. And if this is a freedom thing, do you realize that sometimes, you remember I opened up the message with, with uh, have you ever wanted to do something and just couldn't do it? I mean, just, I mean you, you, just, you, you try hard, but you just couldn't do it. Come on, all of us have been there. And, and I'm telling you, sometimes it's not just because of what we think it is. And I'm saying that uh, we're going we're gonna to work together on this thing. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna truly be free. Oh, yes, it is. Have, a, have, have, have just a stand-up with you, a stand-up. We, hey, uh, Stella, you know that song, that freedom song? That's going to be our theme song. Sing it next week. Y'all sing it next week, okay? Yeah, man, oh, I like that one. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.